Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. A very good afternoon. It's 12.31 this winning Wednesday. Welcome to yet another edition of Directions. That show where we get to point you towards right direction concerning several topics and several issues. And as you know, I have a series that is very dear to my heart. And it's called the Visionary Women series. Um, For those who might be coming across this for the very first time, The Visionary Women series was birthed from the desire to have female captains of industries, you know, those who are blazing the trail, who have pioneered pathways and who've had evidence-based successes to tell their story that will then in turn become a map for other women to follow. And um, it's like I mentioned, it's very dear to my heart because one thing that I've um, seen over the years in my experience as a journalist and also with my background in psychology, a lot of times, you know, when I get to dialogue with people, sometimes they, they always say, I just don't know how to do it. You know, I don't know which way to go. So a lot of times the overarching thing is direction. You know, how do, am I going left? Am I going right? You know, how do I, what steps do I take? Mm. And when we have these women, when we have them here in Africa, here in Nigeria, why not create a platform where we get to hear from them directly? And today I'm very excited about my guest. She's no stranger to the Lagos Talks a microphone. Because I know a few years ago, I did a, a series as well. I think it had to do with vision, but this was at the beginning of the year. It was like a new year mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. that was absolutely amazing. And I know that after that, I did a repeat of that particular episode on up until maybe like March because it was filled with so much essential information wow. that was so important. For the start of a new year, and I know I repeat. In fact, I I rinsed it. I just kept on repeating, <laughs> repeating it, even during the weekends as well. So I will be introducing her. She is Africa's foremost fashion entrepreneur, who is redefining and blazing the trail in the children's fashion industry with over thirty-five years of experience in the fashion and retail business. She is the founder and creative director of Africa's leading premium children's clothing brand rough and tumble an entrepreneur passionate about quality excellence and service she started the rough and tumble brand from the boot of her car in 1998 with a manpower of less than 20 people and today she has built a reputable pan-african brand operating to international standards with over 300 employees 17 retail outlets and this is as far as i know i'm you know who knows anything could have changed right um she has a fantastic online presence and expansion plans across the african continent not only that you know and i always take out time to ensure that i reel out the entirety at least to a large extent so that 
you understand how robust her profile is. And so that you know that when she speaks, it's from a place of authority. You know, there's something about hearing someone speak from a place of experience, having walked the walk, mm. you know, mm. you understand that whatever she's talking about, it's not mm. just from an abstract, uh, you know, place. It's that I've, I've been there. I've done that. So I know mm. exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. She's a dynamic and phenomenal woman and her quest for innovation and redefining what's possible on her own terms Gave birth to the creation of Gatomo Apparel Manufacturing, which is a state-of-art garment manufacturing facility with the capacity to contract manu- um, manufactured um, high-quality garments to global standards. She's very passionate <laughs> when it comes to uh, a more equitable society. Um, she advocates women owning their greatness by believing in the truest expression of themselves and being financially independent. Not only that... She went on to develop um, the Betsy Okumboyejo Foundation. Okumboyejo. My mother will be turning in her grave. I'm so sorry. But she'll forgive me. <laughs> <Yes>. Thankfully. <laughs> the Betsy Okumboyejo Foundation, which is a government-making training facility which has graduated over 200 youths, um, empowering them with skills in government-making and entrepreneurship. And this is something that I also like. She founded the I Share Because I Care Foundation by Rough and Tumble, which is a community which promotes sharing and caring amongst children. And it's impacted thousands of children through the Feed a Child campaign and the Dress a Child campaign, which is so brilliant, where brand new um, school uniforms and shoes are given to pupils in various schools within our local communities. She is none other than Mrs. Adenike Ogunlesi. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for that very, um, <laughs> um, how should I put it, amazing, amazing introduction. I mean, that's all you, you know. Honestly, everything that I said, this is exactly what you have done thus far. So that's all you should be saying. Mm. It's an amazing profile. Thank but you. welcome, welcome back. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank so you. I, like I did mention about the Visionary Women series, you know, I want women like you to tell your story because it serves as a roadmap for other women. To follow now take us back you know 1998 i had mentioned mm-hmm. starting off mm-hmm. um, one of the leading fashion businesses mm. focused on children who was adenike before 1998 i want to oh, know wow. uh, um, thank you again for having me on the show um I, this this is one of the things that i absolutely love doing which is um sharing knowledge because um, if you want to go in a direction, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm. You can listen and learn from people who've been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, as we say. And you can then define the route uh, or path that you want to go. But it also gives you a sense that you are not alone. You're never alone. And uh, as we say, not in the way I never see before. Absolutely. And it's not only you that it's going to happen to. Mm. You know, it's happened to somebody else along the line. So mm. don't take it personal. You know, it's water off a duck's back. I love that. You take the learnings and you move on. Mm. Um, but that's easier said than done. You're a psychologist. You know that. Mm. Um, much easier said than done. So in 1998, Adinike was a young mother of three beautiful children. Mm. Um, married. Um, and um, very conflicted in terms of who she was and who she wanted to be, um, and what, how, how would I get the 
um, moving parts of my life uh-huh. um, to integrate in such a way that they come to serve me to be the truest and highest expression of who I am or who I am capable of being. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, it was a, the journey of a, an awakening of my consciousness as a mother, as a wife, and then of myself as a purposeful human being and what I, hmm. as Adinike, wanted to do. How I, as Adinike, wanted to show up. Not as a mother, not as a wife, not, not as a daughter or a sister or whatever, but as this unique being mm. that was gifted the opportunity to be alive at a time such as this. Absolutely. What do I want to do? What do I, who do I want to be? Hmm. And what do I want to have? So in the middle of all of that, you can imagine that cocktail uh, or imagine the cocktail of emotions mm. that were going on and happening Absolutely. in trying to be the wife, mm-hmm. the mother, the fashion entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and just knowing who I am. Right. Uh, and within all of that, um, once you begin that journey of an awakening of your consciousness, it becomes easier to carve a path for yourself because you get more clarity Absolutely. on who you are and what it is that you want to achieve. So when the storms arise and the waves begin to hit, mm. you steady yourself because you know where you are going. Absolutely. You know who you are or who you are becoming. Yes. You know what it is you want to achieve. So you steady yourself and you go along. And that doesn't mean that your emotions aren't raging. They are raging. They're wild. They're crazy. They will let you down. Um, they will embarrass you because mm. you will shout when you were supposed to be cool and calm yes. and composed. <laughs> you will scream your head off. You will lose your temper. You know, you will say things out of line. But don't take it personal. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is what I would say to myself mm-hmm. at that time. You know, keep the focus. Keep the dream burning in your heart. An obsession. Have an obsession for it that nothing can stop you from getting where you want to go. Wow. Not even inconsistencies in government policies. Oof. That is powerful. So that, that was where I was. That is powerful. Uh, and thank you. Trying to birth the rough and tumble brand. Um, in the middle of being a mother, a wife, uh, was not an easy thing to do. But it's done. Mm. And, you know, things will not always be easy until you've done them. Absolutely. Once you've done them, it's then, it's easy. It's easy, yeah. But it comes at a great personal sacrifice. It comes at a great sense of, uh, with a great sense of responsibility. Mm. uh, And what you want to give in terms of the service and gift that you've brought into the world. That's fantastic. So there are just a few things that I want to ask based on what you've also said as well, because you did speak about clarity, you know, on this journey of mine as well. When I realized that a lot of times when I felt down and out, it was more of a vision problem, you know, maybe losing clarity or just losing vision because I decided to pay attention to the raging storms because you, you made mention when the storms do rage. You have clarity and you know where you're going. And so just understanding the power of holding on to that vision. Absolutely. It, it, it absolutely changed my life. So I, I also want to know, when did you get to that knowing that so, this is exactly what I wanted to do? And this is, and you know, no one can talk me out of it. 
So in the in the getting to that um, vision, there was something I wanted to say, but I've lost my train of thought. So I'll come back to it. Okay. So how did I get to knowing what I wanted to do? It was a feeling. Mm. So it was. It felt right. There was a flow yes. about it. It wasn't work. It was freedom. It was a freedom of expression. Wow. I was. I could do what I chose to be. I could make a garment, put a price tag on it, and somebody would pay me for it. Mm-hmm. What's going to stop me from building the biggest children's clothing company in the world? That's amazing. Nothing. So I think you you know, there is a time and a season, and you must know when to be quiet. Mm. And to quiet yourself so that you can read all the things that appear to be synchronicities Absolutely. that happen along your way. You know, somebody says something and you, you, it was just what you needed. Mm-hmm. Or somebody appears and does something. It was just what you needed. It's almost like a clearing of the path mm-hmm. for you. And you, you will know in your spirit. Absolutely. And don't lie to yourself. My mother always told me, unto thine own self be true. Mm. And so when you, when, you, when you begin to listen, you're not doing it because of another person. Mm. This is where you listen to, and this is where the power of your intention, the why you want to do something. Mm-hmm. Is it because somebody else is doing it? Is it because it's trendy? Is it because? Mm-hmm. Just because. Yeah. Mm. Or is there a reason that is greater than you? Absolutely. Because you are going to go on a journey where you're going to define, refine, redefine mm. who you are and evolve into who you need to be to yeah. get where you're going. And it is a lot of work that you have to do mm-hmm. as a person. Nobody can do it for you. Yeah. But when you're in that, I remember what I wanted to say now. When you're in that season of doubt or you think you don't have clarity, withdraw. Hmm. Because the kind of people or the kind of things that you surround yourself with may influence the decision and choice that you make Hmm. to move in the direction of your true north or of the dream or the goal or the vision that you have. So it's very important that you learn to quiet yourself and especially quiet your mind Hmm. because there is a self-narrative that is going on Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not meant to be this. Maybe I'm not meant to... Shut up. <laughs> you know, just shut up already. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And just so, what do you want to do? Prioritize. Make a list and take action. Uh, make a list, decide and move. Hmm. Just move. Just because once you get started, believe me, nothing can stop you again. Wow. Just get started. Get started. Yeah. Take action. Move. Yes. Move. Move. I love that. You can get stuck in that place where oh, I didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> And then before you know it, before you know it, you've got a victim mentality. Yes. And then you're just stuck in the one place. Mm. Then you wake you up stagnant. You're forty or fifty mm-hmm. and you feel where did life go? Yeah. Don't be stuck in a in a place. Move. That's powerful. I, I know that previously you had mentioned, you know, sacrifice because you you, you, you mentioned that, yeah. that, that you will have to make sacrifices. And I know that from what you've said prior to, you know, that 1998 where you started rough and tumble, you were a wife and a mother of three. Was there any point in time that you 
faced any form of guilt because I've also like being in gatherings with women um, who are mothers and who are wives as well, where they're just like, yeah, but you know, in raising your children, you need to be present. You need to be there, but there's this dream that is burning inside of you that requires your time. You know, bathing this brand, was there any form or any time where you felt like you had to make a sacrifice and you maybe felt guilty was this taking away from mommy time? Was it taking away from wife time? You know, what about this dream that I have or this vision that I have? So my, my theory is you can have everything you want, but just not all at the same time. Mm. So how do you plan your life in such a way that you can have what you want, um, even though it's not all at the same time? Absolutely. But you can pace the time. And that's what I was saying earlier when I said all the different moving parts of my life. How do they work together? And of mm. course, family is one of the moving parts of my life. Yes. Family is a priority. Raising my children, being a present mother was a priority. So how am I, able, how am I going to be able to do that? I set my house up like a military barrack. <laughs> so oh, wow. my children were on a schedule, okay. timetable. From wow. when they wake up in the morning to when they go to bed at night. <laughs> yeah, you're either swimming, doing the piano, playing sport, in drama class or you were playing or you were doing homework or you were, you were doing something so you were always your mind was always actively engaged mm. did I feel guilt the truth of the matter is yes mm. I did because there were times when I had to travel yeah the thing about guilt is don't beat yourself up about it because there is a yearning in your soul as a human being or self-fulfillment of the purpose for which you were created. Mm. Motherhood is one of the many beings you can be. So I'm not going to give up who I have the potential to be in terms of the gift I can give in my service to the world just to be, I f forgive me, not just to be a mother, to be a mother only. Only. Yeah, because being a mother is a very powerful role. Absolutely. It's a very important role. And it's, it's not a role that I play with. I mean, my children know wherever you are in the world, um, even if I have to grow my own wings to fly, mm -hmm. I'll be there if you need me. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way we roll. Yeah. yeah? Um, so, it's, uh, did I feel guilty? Yes, I did. But I also built a support system. Huh. And this is what women have to understand. You can't do it alone. There's a reason why we say in this part of the world that it takes a village to raise a child. Wow. It takes a village to raise a child because we are all invested in supporting each other. Absolutely. To be able to be good mothers as well as good whatever else we want to be. Absolutely. So if we, are, if we have a, a system that can work for all of us as like say six, a group of six women mm -hmm. or ten women, you know, where we're focused on the objective, support. And we're supporting, it's not about, you know, bags and hair or, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. it's about how do I support you to be the best version of yourself Absolutely. be a mother, be a wife, be that creative, that businesswoman that banker, that yes. MD of a big company, how do I support you to do that hmm. and you come together and women are the greatest supporters, I don't care what anybody says, women nah, 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 nah. Mm -hmm. women are the greatest support system you can build I love that. they feel your pain they've been through your pain they understand your pain, the guilt, the everything. They understand because they have been through it at one point in time in your life. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they are consciously aware or ready to be in that kind of a group yes. is another story. Yeah? Wow. But really, 
My support system was strong. My home was like a military barracks. You wake up at this time. I didn't have a living housekeeper. So they, my children learned to wake themselves up. Wow. Learned to have a bath. No, my housekeeper re- resumed at 8 a.m. Wow. That's what she did. She resumed. So I wanted self-sufficient children who could do things for themselves. So you bath. If you are not clean, you have the problem. You have the <laughs> yeah. You oh make your goodness. bed. Anyhow you want to make your bed, just make the bed. <laughs> but get into the idea of I make my own bed. Yes. I am responsible for doing these things for myself. Because it's not your driver. It is your parents' driver. Mm-hmm. Because you are not paying the salary <laughs> of that driver. Or let's, your cook. Let's make that clear. Yes, or your housekeeper. <laughs> so I think it's it's not one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture or a cocktail of things that you do. Uh, um, of, of things that you put in place to support you. And, you know, you will have low days. You will have days when you ask yourself... What am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. Oh, heck, I don't want to do this. Yes. And it's okay. And that's when you need your good girlfriend, a nice bottle of red wine. Yeah. Or whatever makes you happy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> or some about oh, some, so soup and, you know, <laughs> some stuff that's real. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, for those who are just tuning in, in case you're wondering, who is this woman, you know? Who is this woman that has lived such a... An, an amazing, successful life filled with, you know, such gems that she's sharing. This is Mrs. Adenike Okulesi, who is the founder of Rough and Tumble. If you want to join the conversation as well, please feel free to do that. You could send us a message on WhatsApp or you could call us up the phone line 0809 0809-224-5913. 0809-222-0913. 015151913 or you can send a WhatsApp message or call us up directly on WhatsApp 0809 Uh you, you know you had mentioned you know there sometimes you you'd probably say to yourself like what am I doing you know Absolutely. I, I want to know the vision that you had from the beginning when you said this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to move with it and just comparing it to what it eventually became, are they one and the same? No, they're not. How they're, different? They're not. <laughs> that day. Uh, um, it's way bigger than mm. I imagined um, when I started. It's way, way bigger. The opportunity is bigger. Um, the, the milestones are, are way higher. But, you know, you know, you start out. And that's why I said, you know, take action and get started. Mm. Um, as you go along, um, opportunities rise to meet you wherever you are. Yes. And what really happens uh, um, in my in my own case, for example, was was that as the opportunities come, because of what you've been through, and because of the strength you have built in your person, because you have grown a flexible and agile mind, yes. your mind is open because of your experiences to go through new things. They are only difficult before you have done them. Yes, and then you do them. I mean, we went for. I, I wanted to even bring the picture. I forgot. The place we came from, from, um, from uh, Mende okay. to where we are today. Wow. I mean, it's like um, night and day. But along the way, I realized that I could build a high rise if I wanted to. Mm. I could open stores all over Nigeria. I didn't just have to be Lagos. Yes. I could open an online store that we can sell to anybody anywhere in the world. It just doesn't have to be a Nigerian thing anymore. Hmm. It can be a regional thing, a pan-African thing. It can be a global thing, you know. 
And my dream was always from the beginning to build a business that would outlive me. Mm. So I'm, I'm very focused on systems. I'm very focused on processes. I'm very focused on all, all those things, structure oh, of a of business course. that mm-hmm. can enable it run without me. Mm. I don't need it to keep me relevant. I need it to work without me. Wow. Yeah. Because my relevance That's isn't tied to it. That's brilliant. It's just something that I do. That's brilliant. Oh my goodness. Before we even get deeper into that, I want to know what role mentorship played in this journey of yours. You know, being a mom of three at the time and then you start this business, 1998, you know, the boot of your car. Was there anyone around that you could call a mentor? Is this something that you eventually saw the importance of on your journey? Was Did you even have a mentor? So... It's it's a great question you're asking because consciously, I, I wasn't consciously aware mm. um, of it. But my greatest mentor, actually, my mother, uh, um, in those very early days, um, because my mother was a very dynamic woman mm-hmm. um, who came to Nigeria in 1963 mm. and didn't um, find, um, didn't find any libraries. <laughs> she was a professional librarian. Oh, wow. Um, she didn't find any libraries um, to work with and nobody was building any. And my father, who was a medical doctor, a specialist physician, decided that he wanted to go back to Ijebode, um because he had this altruistic motive of helping people and that medicine wasn't about making money. Medicine was about the service of healing humanity because you were gifted. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in uh, first in Abeokuta and then in Ijebode. And in, in Abokuta, my mother found Adire and decided to carve a business out of Adire. Mm. So she started getting, and this is, she didn't know anything about this thing yes. before she came to Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, she's literally hand, hand holding me in a, in a, on, a, on a boat, wow. came out to Nigeria. Yes, uh, uh, in the early 60s. And then, you know, she finds this fabric. Decides that, you know what, I actually like it and I'd like to make it and I'd like to make it in color. Then begins to make it in color. Then does this whole business out of this whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, my mother had a a, a limitless spirit. Mm -hmm. Nothing was going to hold her back. And she used to say to me, you need to be like a ball underwater. Mm. Can you keep a ball underwater? No, you Mm. can't. It pops up in different places. Yes. So you can't keep a ball on it. And that's how you have to be. You've got to have the ability to keep popping up in different places, you know, till you do what it is you want to do until you get where you want to go. So my mother was my biggest uh, um, mentor. And then I found on my life's journey, I then found um, this book that was 100 American Women. Hmm. And I must have read that book ragged because in it were 100 American women and how they started their business. Hmm. And some of them started their businesses with um, $1,000 of their credit cards. Mm. Um, uh, Thomas Cook, I think it was Thomas Cook or some uh, agency that did something with money, started with a desk and two phone lines. Mm. And it's a multi-billion dollar company today. So it's not about how you start, you know. Really, it's about getting started uh, um, and finding the motivation to start, mm-hmm. remaining consistent mm-hmm. With whatever it is you start, so that you can get, you know, uh, and the things you can achieve the things that you wanna wow. you wanna achieve. So yes, starting but consistency. Oh, you can't do anything. Very you, you key. Can't, they, one of the things I did <laughs> was sit down one day, and I picked out words 
diligence, mm. consistency, collaboration, cooperation. What I wanted to know what they meant and how they would play out in my life. Mm. And how I would become those words, Absolutely. discipline, all those different things. Uh, um, so you, 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 you really must know who you want to be. Mm. So I found who I wanted to be in all those women, in all those books, mm-hmm. and to a large extent in my mother. Yeah. And then when I started making clothing for women, which I did what I call my first life, yeah. I had all these Nigerian women who, they had money. Yes. They, they had houses. Mm. They had you know, they had property, mm-hmm. they had investments, they had real estate. I'm saying the same thing, but it's all real estate. <laughs> they, they had uh, investments in banks. Uh-huh. They had shares in banks. They were part owners of banks. I said, I want to be like this. Really. Mm. I want to own real estate. Yes. I want to own a big business. Yes. I want to do this. I want to, because I was inspired by them. And they were all Nigerian women. They were, all, Niger- they were all Nigerian women. That is amazing. One had a cosmetics factory. Hmm. Uh, um, Ifinwa Kwesi was, was doing haulage in, in ships. <laughs> she owned ships. I said, what? <laughs> I mean, they were, they were incredible women. That's They're Nigerian women. They were, you know, <coughs> Mrs. Kufo Uji Olubi was chairman of UBA, one of the first people to be chairman in a, in a bank hmm. at the time. Wow. Uh, Mrs. Adeleke was Tate and Lyle. I mean, these were women, uh, they, were, they were pioneers, they were strong women. And I love the fact that you have been, you know, able to remind us that there were women. Oh, yes, there were. There were women who did the social media era. Yes. Just know that today there were women <laughs> who were doing amazing things in Nigeria. Now, how well we documented those journeys. Yes. Is the challenge. But it's one of the things that might be worth doing mm. is actually picking up on those women and bringing them to this show. That's absolutely... They're yeah, that's probably going to be in their 60s and maybe God. early 70s or 70. Uh, um, and I think it's worth it because, you know, people talk nowadays as if they reinvent, they, they invented... Exactly. Guy, sit down and drink tea. <laughs> or what not chill. That is amazing. Like This is definitely trying to birth something else. Like, and it should. Within, and so it should. Yes. Speak to women 60 and above. Yeah. I probably would target there were women. Yes. Once <laughs> upon a time. Once upon a time. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Amazing things. That's beautiful. You mentioned the word collaboration. Yeah. Okay. And I want you to speak on that. You know, there's this saying that uh, I think I started hearing a couple of years ago that you are not in competition with anyone. Mm-hmm. You're in competition with only yourself. Yeah. Now, I want to tie it to collaboration. I want to start with collaboration. When did you realize that collaboration was key? And, you know, would you say that you face challenges in collaborating with people? Is it as easy as, oh, you know, let's collaborate. Oh, join me on this journey. No, it's not, it's not <laughs> as easy as let's collaborate because, um, first of all, it, it's the way I looked at it. Um, collaboration is, is key to success mm-hmm. uh, because you've got to get different groups of different pockets of people, even within an organization, to learn to collaborate with each other for the greater good of the organization so that you don't have silos within the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it first came into my consciousness. But even before it came into my consciousness at that level, the first thing was myself. I'm releasing myself and my ego of the need to, to, of having the need or the feeling 
but I needed to know everything and I needed to have all the answers. Mm. That was the first thing. So self-regulation, self-mastery, self-management, self-discipline, um, it, everything begins with self. Yes. So from there, um, overcoming self, to be able to say to somebody else, I like the work you're doing. I'd like to work with you. Mm. Or picking very carefully who you collaborate with in terms of knowing that you are a values and principles driven human being. You want to work with people whose values and principles align with yours. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to get into um, quite a bit of a mess. Yes. It has the potential to do that. But collaboration is one of my very strong ways. It's a word I use in the office all the time. Yeah. I call it, I've got about um, eight C's. Okay. So um, I've got the first three C's are um, character, competence, and capacity. Mm. So who are you? What are your behaviors? Competency are your skills. Um, how are you improving and being best in class with your skills? Mm -hmm. So you show up as, I know what I'm doing. I'm good at what I'm doing. And I have the capacity to deliver. Mm -hmm. I can take the actions necessary to do the things I need to do. Yes. Then there is, um, uh, you get, you get, you get collaboration uh, uh, gets you started. Yes. Commu no collaboration. It's I put it in a sequence. No, consistency, mm -hmm. commitment gets you started. Consistency keeps you going. Mm. Yeah. Collaboration makes sure that you work with people who know more than you. Mm. Uh, cooperation means that within the team that is in your inner caucus, you are able to agree and disagree mm. as whatever it is that you need to do. Communication, your ability to communicate, then ties all of those C's together to show who you are and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's not in any book, by the way. I, I mean, it's I, from my life's experience. I'm, I'm even thinking. Maybe I should put it in a book. You should put it in a book. You should put it in a book. That's yeah. fantastic. So I it's, love that. It's, it's that. That's why I went in to look for the words, to, for the meanings of words mm. and how they relate to me, my behavior, mm -hmm. my thinking, and how it relates to me and my relationships with others, yes. with other people. Now, speaking about relationships with other people, how do you ensure obviously still having collaboration in mind that you are engaging in healthy competition because on one one hand i do understand that you are in competition with yourself you know you're in competition with who you were before you don't compete with anyone but then there is a place for competition where it's healthy you know especially if you have a brand and the market is competitive you want to make sure that you're ahead of the game. You want to make sure that you're as innovative as possible. How do we strike that balance? Because sometimes, you know, I get in my mind and I'm, I'm a bit confused. You know, how do I place the statement that says you're only in competition with yourself, but then there is competition is healthy because it enables you to ensure that you're maintaining a certain level of, you know, in innovation and you're moving with the times and the seasons. So... Again, great question. Um, the, you're only competing with yourself from yesterday, really. Mm. So today you want to be a better version of yourself. Uh, and that should always be in the present moment. Who do you choose to be? It should be better than who you were yesterday. But when you talk about competition, for me, uh, um, there's always going to be competition. Because there's always going to be somebody who is smarter than you. Mm. There's always going to be somebody who is, uh, who's got a greater idea than you. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be somebody who's ready, willing to finance it or get it done. Yes. So how do you focus on who you want to be 
and what how best can you serve mm. so for me in the context of a building a business that's going to outlive me i'm using technology mm-hmm. i'm i'm investing in technology and i'm deploying technology to make my um systems in the business faster okay give me more accurate data so i'm using tech yeah i'm using tech to drive what's selling in what store in what region in what color in what size mm-hmm. in what gender systems then mm. i'm moving to the customer i'm thinking who is the customer what do they want um what are their needs how can i best serve this customer yes um not necessarily only with my products but what else can i do for them that's an add-on service mm-hmm. to this customer to create a an experience with a brand that nobody else gives so it comes to people yes how do you train your people your front end people how do they represent your brand yes how do they speak how do they dress um how do they serve how do they understand what it is that you're trying to achieve yeah then there's money <laughs> very important <Yes. laughs> know the name know the game know <laughs> the game of money hey money 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 <laughs> truly makes the world go round <laughs> money has a language it does learn the language of money yeah. how to make it mm-hmm. how to hold on to it mm-hmm. enough to be able to invest it mm-hmm. so that you can live the life you want to live wow these three things okay. yeah so there's money then there's the um community what you give back to the community so how do you bring i, I have a feeling i'm missing something i can't remember what it is okay. but how do you bring all of those things to work together Hmm. in a seamless fashion that delivers a good product yes to the right customer mm-hmm. at the right time in the right place hmm. and you get paid not on credit but cash mm. <laughs> yes the cash register is cheap now anybody who is an entrepreneur knows that an entrepreneur an entrepreneurship is not a walk in the park yes it is not an easy thing to take on to say i want to be an entrepreneur uh-huh. if you want to be an entrepreneur that has one p- small business that is just paying my bills mm-hmm. and you know i can maybe do one or two other things extra it's okay but if you are ambitious mm. and you want to get in the game mm-hmm. and you want to play the game yeah it's a lot of work yes actually what i want to say is a shit load of work i don't know whether i can say that on air but that. i just did so yeah <laughs> that that's what it is i love that wow but that's what it is. That's what it that's, is. That's 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 mind blowing. That's mind blowing. And and I'm sure there's so many people that stopped at the part where you said money. You need yeah. to learn the language of money. Yeah. Now there there you know we've had I've had conversations here. I've I've listened in you know seminars and master classes. By the way, this is a master class. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I, this is a master class that you're getting for free. You know, I've I've sat under you know the tutelage of some some individuals who have spoken to the youth who said money is not as important, especially when you're starting. And there are people who argue with that and battle with that because they're like, how do I lose that if I don't have money? You know, people understand the importance of money. So if you 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 hold in your heart that well, money is not really important, does everyone else believe that? You know, would you be able to go and get people to buy into this vision or this dream of yours 
having that same idea of money is not so important when you're about to start. So I want you to speak on that because sometimes it becomes a conundrum where it's like, is financial capital important? Is this not important? Where does money become important? And how do you get that money that you need for this big vision? You know, when, you know, and that's the thing about having a vision. You know, sometimes it starts so large and so out of this world and you're just, you just feel so disempowered. Like, where do I even begin? So I want you to, to speak on that. So I, for the record, money is very important. <laughs> Why? Money is an enabler. Mm. Money enables you to do things. Yeah? But you can have a whole lot of money and have no ideas. Mm. So, what is your idea? What do you want to achieve? Why don't you begin with what you have? Mm. So, I want to build a high rise. But I never built a hut. <laughs> Come on. Get real. Yes. Yeah? So, use what you have to get started, get started, build mo- momentum. Through that process, there will be what is called a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. When you have a proof of concept, you do the unit economics of whatever it is you want to do. You will find people who are willing to invest mm. in what it is that you want to do. That is and great. don't be afraid to bring in investors. But you also have to understand the dynamics between you and money mm-hmm. because when money gets into your hands you may use it for the things that you're not supposed to use them for <laughs> so it's not so much as money in itself because money is a tool Absolutely. it's an enabler it is the relationships we develop with money and whether you like it or not you are in a relationship with money <laughs> yeah I have it, I don't have it, I have it, I don't have it. Where is this? Money is always there. It always has been and it will always be. Mm. And in the history of the world, there's never been this much money circulating in the world. So where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally? Where are you in your mind as to what it is you want to do? And how do you get started with what you have? Mm. Stop talking. Get doing. Get moving. Even if you're going to talk, be talking to people who are interested in what it is you want to do. So you don't become somebody who's just talking and not doing anything. Yes. And that's very important. So my advice, yeah, is what I'm trying to tell you is that don't make it all about the money. Because you want to sell this pen. You need to sell a million of them to be able to make the kind of money you want for the lifestyle that you want to live. But you have sold one at a price that maybe you will sell another one in three weeks. (laughs) Because all you're thinking of is the immediate value. Absolutely. It's not competitive. So there's a lot of things you have to think about. Mm. But most importantly, clarify your relationship with money. Yeah. You know, it has a language. It speaks. It does. It's, it's brilliant. I'm sure people listening right now may wonder, did you study economics in school? How do you know? Because it's one thing to have a fantastic idea to be creative, but it's another thing to understand the business of things and to balance it out properly. Did you get any degree in that? Or is this... You're going to hit me to this thing now. <laughs> no, I did not get a degree in economics, but I can add. <laughs> and at the bottom, at the end of the day, it's about one plus one equals what? <laughs> Two. Two. If you don't add up, it's a problem. So go look for the problem. 
So I don't have a degree in economics. Yes. In fact, I think I got a D in my economics, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, um, because I just didn't understand the language. Yes. That's probably I would never make a good banker or anything like that, you know. But going into entrepreneurship, I was forced to go into Lagos Business School mm. to go and learn. Wow. So never mind the BS. This is the real thing. <laughs> yeah. So you you have to go learn what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to be excellent at it, but you need to have knowledge mm. that helps you know and helps you see when things are not going right. So it's not about being an economist. I'm not an economist and I have no desire to be an economist. Uh, I'm a fashion entrepreneur. I love the creative space. I will employ the people who understand the language of economics Mm -hmm. to teach me and share with me. Tell me what the numbers are saying. Tell me what the data is saying. And let's work on it together and we can move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't have to do everything myself as an entrepreneur. That's the beauty of it, you know. That's the beauty of the collaboration. Yes. That's the beauty of bringing people together to be able to achieve a big dream that's that that has a a deeper purpose Mm -hmm. than just making money how it's impacting you know i i started in the fashion industry there were very few people in the fashion industry at the time look at the nigerian fashion industry oh my goodness it's amazing what i'm wearing (laughs) is locally made fantastic it's locally made that's amazing you know so i don't even i 95 percent of my wardrobe is locally made yes 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. In, in, in a short space of 10 years, look at what has happened. Mm. We have a factory, the Gatimo Apparel Factory, that contract manufactures. Yeah, and we can make thousands of uniforms. Let's, let's, let's touch on that for a moment. Yeah. You I know, lots of things. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because just taking a, a look at the fashion industry, especially the cost of production... Because that's an area that people say that they struggle with. They say, you know, producing in Nigeria is a bit more difficult or it might cost higher than maybe you just getting someone in China to be able to do it. And I want to know how you were able to make this work and how you were able to establish and not only establish it, but, you know, build it to a place where it's consistently growing. In the same Nigeria that we are, right? So people, I want to, I personally definitely want to know. And I know people want to know how were you able to create this? So really, I started off really wanting just to manufacture. Mm. I actually did not want to own a retail store. Mm. And the way the products were received um, through the existing channels of retail at the time. Yes. um, I didn't like their style so to speak i didn't like their ethos i didn't like the way they did things Mm -hmm. i was creating a brand i was creating a premium brand you know i wanted a a, an experience with that brand and they didn't have it yeah so i was forced to open a tiny little store i think it was about the size of your studio (laughs) (laughs) it was cute studio nice little (laughs) studio in 1998 Uh, and i realized that i needed the retail end to to feed the factory Mm -hmm. to produce and it goes back. So I needed that loop, yes. that circle. And once I was able to continue to open the stores, it meant I was making more per size, mm-hmm. per unit. Mm-hmm. Once I was opening outside of Lagos, in Abuja, in Port Harcourt, and in Kano at the time, um, it meant that we could produce more units now. It's a unit, there's a, there's a um, 
unit economics that you have to look at okay. in these things. I didn't want to play at the Chinese end. Yes. I wanted to play at a premium end, hmm. which meant that the product would be more expensive than what you will find in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you were getting better value in terms of quality, mm-hmm. in terms of its capacity to be passed down to your younger brothers. Exactly. <laughs> um, that value was incredible. Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, it was priceless at the time. You know, um, it also meant that, um, what was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so you, you needed to build that that circle mm-hmm. uh, um, and one was feeding the other. Yes. So, yes, I know what I was saying. So with a premium product, I was able to charge a little bit more, mm-hmm. which meant that it enabled me to do a little bit more. Mm. But I need, I took a risk. And that's the thing about entrepreneurship. Did I see the size of the market? No. But did I did I know there was an opportunity and there was potential? Yeah. Yes. And so I put everything I owned into making sure that I built a facility that could produce anything. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have a mono customer. Oh. It has rough and tumble as its customer. Yes. It has another brand that we own called Timotiwa as a customer. Oh. It has uh, um, another brand, Special Moments, which makes these beautiful ball dresses. Is actually our brand, oh. but it's under different labels. Okay. Because Rough and Tumble has evolved into a boutique, yeah. really. Yeah. A premium style boutique that offers you a range of products that uh, can fit your lifestyle at different levels. Mm. Yeah. Like and for that. us, it's about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about dressing your child. It's about a lifestyle, the way you live. And so your children look the part, mm. the way you look the part. Mm. Yeah. And so like our ethos is about making children happy. So... We want all the kids to come in this Christmas and be happy. Mm. Your wallet, I love that. Your wallet mightn't be so happy, but it's okay. And I will still be happy at the yeah, end. Happy. <laughs> Everybody will be happy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's really how we were able to do it. And we just built on that over the years. Mm. So with the, with the great, the, in 2017, there was a, a, a terrible devaluation. Mm. And I brought in a consultant to say, look, this is where we are, you know. We need to find solutions. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a, I, I, and I'm going to say this twice because I want people to go away with this. Um, I have never been one that allows my circumstances to determine my life's experiences. Mm. I create the experiences that I want to have in my life. That's yes. invaluable. Yeah. I, I create the experiences that I'm going to have in my life. So it makes me solution focused. Mm-hmm. It makes me look find a way and if you haven't found a way just keep looking you will find a way my mother would say go under go over go roundabout just get to the other side of the wall mm. and get to the other side of the wall you can mm. and you but you've got to believe in yourself you've got to believe in your capabilities you've got to believe and trust yourself but you've got to do the work that's very important you've got to do the work yeah. you've got to do the work you can't get away from um, from doing the work wow so that's how we were able to do that. that. That's brilliant. And, you know, just this reminds me of the last conversation that we had. Because I remember, you know, it was just from one gem to another gem. And then he just kept the conversation going. And dare I say that you probably will have to come back because there's a <laughs> lot more that I would love for us to talk about. But um, only on Twitter or rather on WhatsApp is saying, hello, Mrs. Adenike. How do you balance all the work and being a great mom with catering to your partner and showing up for him as well? What has kept your marriage and romance alive? 
and does mm. and does it take away from your work when you have to be there for your husband because she says i'm a young married mom and very ambitious and i would appreciate your perspective i love her question yes i love because i'm very happily married i love that i've been very <laughs> happily married for over 30 years amazing yeah. so um <laughs> Um, and I'm a marriage counselor. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> I needed to become a marriage counselor to make my marriage work because I needed to understand how it would work. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a great question. And really, I think it's having a vision. Uh, and I teach this in the class. It's about having a vision for your lives together hmm. and an individual vision of who you want to be. You, you, the best thing to do is to support each other. Hmm. Yeah, and walk alongside each other and prioritize. Learn to prioritize. Sometimes you're ahead. Mm. Sometimes you need to step back and your husband is ahead. Mm -hmm. My husband is the head of my home. Mm -hmm. Whoever I choose to be outside, when I get home, oh, it's a whole different ballgame. Home is a whole different ballgame yes. because my husband is, is the head of my household. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, my, he's, my, he's my everything, my greatest cheerleader, my greatest supporter. I've never said, I need your support with this. And he said, don't bother me. Hmm. Never, 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 never. Even at three o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep. Never said that. So I think it's having a clear vision of the kind of marriage you want to have, the kind of relationship you want to have. Um, what are the systems you're going to put in place to support each other? What kind of conversations are you going to have with each other? Hmm? What kind of priorities are you going to set? We're carrying each other along. Mm. A lot of women, based on life's experiences, yes. their perception of marriage is he does his own thing yes. and I do my own thing. There is a time and a season and a place for him to do his thing and you do your thing. But there's also a time when you come together, mm. you compare notes you know, you talk about your day. Yes. Even when he doesn't want to talk, talk. Keep the conversation going. Yeah. You know, send each other notes. I, I used to put notes into his suitcase when he traveled. Oh, that's so cute. Into his pockets when he traveled. I love that. So when he wears his trousers, he puts his hand in the pocket. And then he sees a little note from his wife. Oh, that's lovely. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I've been known to be a hopeless romantic. Oh, I love that. Okay. okay. I, love I like that. You know, <laughs> date nights. Yeah. Uh, um, for no reason. <laughs> you know, go out for a drive. I, yeah. My husband and I went out one day and then we decided we were hungry. We went into, and it doesn't have to be a posh, high-flying place. Mm -hmm. We went into Tasty Fried Chicken. We mm -hmm. bought Yamarita. Ooh, yum. We parked <laughs> on Kingsway Road. He had a cold beer. Me, I had water. Yeah. Man, it was the sweetest date we ever had. Oh, that's so In cute. the car. That's so Just gisting till about midnight. Then we drove back home. Oh. You know, just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself. Be true to who you are. Yes. Have those hard conversations, difficult conversations in marriage can make or break your marriage. Hmm. But you've got to learn how to speak words that build to each other. Don't tear each other down. Know when to speak. Your, your, your superpower as a woman is your ability to know when to be silent and when to speak. Hmm. Especially in a marriage. Especially in a marriage. I think that's a very heavy statement. You know? It's a heavy quote. So plan with your husband. Uh, what did you say her name was? 
Her name is Oing, I Oing, believe. Oing. Yes. And honestly, just be yourself. Oing, Oing from Agodo. Wow. This has been amazing, uh, Mrs. Ogunlesi. It's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. Jaja on uh, WhatsApp is saying, I love this inspirational conversation. I just want to say that Nigeria would have been a better country if intellectually and business-minded individuals like you we're voted into office to run our, our government. <laughs> but he has told no lies, honestly. These are the sorts of people that we definitely need. Uh, Mr. Gulesi, now that I know that you are a marriage counselor, <laughs> you know, I love to talk about relationships here, and I'm a hopeless romantic as well, absolutely. So I'm definitely going to be calling you back here, especially for that one. Um, but, but I've loved every bit of all that you've shared because, you know, like I was very clear at the beginning, these stories serve as a map. Yes. You know, for people. And I believe that if people have gone through the steps, especially steps of integrity as well, Mm. these are successes that can be recreated. Absolutely. They can be recreated. They can be emulated as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just brilliant all that you've been able to achieve and how you've been able to beautifully, you know, step by step take us through what it was like prior to 1998 and then came 1998 where you birthed rough and tumble one of the leading fashion businesses right now and what you've been able to evolve into right now um and i'm just so thankful that you were able to share that with us today it's Christmas time, and like you did mention, the rough and tumble seeks to make the children happy. Absolutely, it's <laughs> like, that's my um, that's a, my favorite place. Yes. in 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 the whole business, <laughs> I, uh, in the creative zone, um, and the the collection this season is vibrant. It's colorful. Mm. Um, it sparkles as well. Sparky, it sparkles all over the place as well, <laughs> uh, and it, you know it's just. Um, it speaks to who we are as a vibrant, colorful uh, um, group of people. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely beautiful. So if you're tall, if you're short, if you're a little bit fuller mm-hmm. uh, um, as a child, there's something for every child. You know, there's something there's something in our stores for every child. And there's not every color under the sun, <laughs> but there's some amazing colors yes. in there. There's emerald greens, there's mm. bright reds, there's fuchsia pinks, there's hot pinks, mm. there's oranges, there's corals, there's white gold. Is it spelled for choice? Yes. <laughs> and it's a it's a beautiful, I must say, it's a beautiful range. It's, I love it's that. It's an absolutely beautiful collection. I love um, that. In store right now. Okay. So, they're cracking. So, where, how do they find Rough and Tumble? Where oh, where, we're online, we're in... Um, in, in Lekki, we're in Ikeja City Mall. We have a beautiful, beautiful store in the GRA in Ikeja. It's almost 300 square meters. Um, it's floor space. It's our biggest store nationwide. And honestly, your children will have the time of their lives running around. You won't be able to take the clothes off them. <laughs> and they will run around. We always do this where the kids are running around the store and the parents are chasing them <laughs> to try and take the clothes off them. Uh, and that for me is success. Absolutely. You know, for me, that is a, that is the biggest sign of success. Yes. And the kids themselves love um, the clothes. And we're in Abuja in like four locations in Abuja. We're in mm-hmm. like two locations in Port Harcourt. And we're online. So we're right in your bedroom. We're I right in your that. office. We're right <laughs> on your phone in your car. So we're everywhere. Thank you so much. Thank Ladies and gentlemen, that Thank was you. Mrs. Adenike Ogunlesi, Africa's foremost fashion 
entrepreneur who has blazed the trail that us women are excited to follow. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for your kind words. <laughs> You're Very welcome. kind. You're so kind. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You amazing all right guys don't worry in case you're just tuning in now you're just like oh my god i missed it we're gonna have it up on youtube we're gonna have it up on our podcast platform so don't worry about it follow lagos talks at lagos talks 913 across all social media platforms mrs adenike please can you share your social media because i'm sure people will want to follow you are you social adenike ogulesi that's it that's it just my name just yeah, my name just okay alright yeah, then Ooh, let's maybe let's take because I know that these calls have been coming and I do apologize guys you know when I get carried away with these sorts of conversations uh, yeah. but um, I do apologize I will have her here again okay <laughs> I will definitely try my best to get her here in the studio again and you get to ask questions and you get to have conversations with her it is 1.31 thank you so much what? for being a part of our direction special you know I told you there's something about time when we're having great conversation yeah you, you, <laughs> did, you did you did say that you, you absolutely yes yeah, so thank you so much um this was another exciting insightful episode of our direction special the visionary women series where i bring trailblazing women captains of industries to come share their stories that serve as a roadmap for you to follow so you can check us out on youtube at lagos talks 913 and our podcast platforms as well you can reach out to me on instagram and on twitter at ify underscore i that is ify underscore i your favorite lagos talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms simply search for lagos talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform lagos talks 91.3 join the conversation